What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome everybody, it's your boy Justin JLB. You are listening to Raw and Order Snap judgments for of course smackdown this will be the july not the fourth but the third edition and uh yeah we'll get right into that before we do i guess though we have to of course inform you that this is brought to you by the tatnus co network where you can find such great shows as the tatnus co uncensored and the dice box uh, basement bullshit, carpool shenanigans, and so much more. They just keep adding and adding and adding and adding on. So please go check them out at tatnesco.com. And uh, yeah, so without further ado, we're going to get you to our SmackDown recap. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the SmackDown Snap Judgment review cap for July 3rd, 2020. So the show does start off with the original bro, Matt Riddle, coming out to the ring, who will be interviewed by Michael Cole. So they show the clip of him beating AJ Styles and so on, and him getting his first win on SmackDown in his debut match. So Michael Cole asks him, how does it feel? Uh, basically, Matt Riddle is just like, look, it's surreal, but it's a combination of a lot of hard work. He's so happy that he's on SmackDown and so on and so forth. But he mentions that, you know, uh, he's pretty sure that he respects AJ more than AJ respects him. And that is just that. And that's a surreal feeling. Another question that Michael Cole does ask him that I'm also very curious about is why uh, Matt Riddle wears sandals and this reasoning got very very serious and personal um, not quite sure if it's real or not but I'll allow you to be the judge so Matt Riddle goes on to say that uh, when he was younger he would always go to the pool and then to uh, outside into the snow kind of ordeal and then at some point he went to go and do that and then he couldn't his feet were like on fire so he goes on to say that he had got frostbite and almost to the point where his feet were going to be amputated uh, but that did not need to happen he almost did lose his footsies, and he does say, he says tootsies, I think, I believe it was tootsies, and he does mention that he still can't really feel uh, with his feet, and that he legitimately wears sandals everywhere, weddings, go, going around with bears, and so on and so forth, uh, so that's a pretty crazy story, actually, and he mentions every time he does put on shoes, he does get that tingling feeling again, so he just doesn't put the shoes on, and so on and so forth. That's that's pretty crazy, man, especially when you can't really feel anything with the feet, um, you know, and he looks good in sandals. So whatever, you know, if it helps him out, uh, by all means, I mean, that's a very scary situation to be in. Michael Cole then does ask him, hey, what what is next for Matt Riddle? However, Baron Corbin interrupts, says that Matt Riddle is a nobody. 
And that every time he is going to, Matt Riddle is going to be out of that ring, he is basically going to make sure that he pays for it. No one likes him. And that uh, simply, you know, he felt disrespected from last week on SmackDown when um, everybody ganged up on him towards the end of SmackDown, which was great. I thought it was awesome. But of course, Baron Corbin didn't. Um, and then, you know, he says that uh, he he should bow down. Baron Corbin, uh, Baron Corbin mentioned to Riddle that he should bow down to the king. And um, Matt Riddle uh, just says, you know what? You do you, bro. <laughs> of course, Baron Corbin's like, oh, I don't know what you mean. Duh, 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 duh. But he's going to teach him a lesson. And how he's going to do that is he's going to make him face Matt Morrison, John Morrison, excuse me. Um, and yeah, and I'm excited for this match. This match should be a good time. Both are phenomenal superstars and uh, definitely excited for this one. So this match is going right away. So match one, uh, John Morrison versus Matt Riddle in a phenomenal matchup. We've seen everything. We've seen a lot of back and forth action between these two guys during this match. From spinning uh, corkscrews to crazy German suplexes to standing Spanish flies to top rope Spanish flies. Absolutely crazy match. This is some kind of match you would maybe even see on a NXT, if you will, an NXT takeover kind of deal. Really enjoyed the match. Uh, wasn't crazy on the ending necessarily with the roll-up that Matt Riddle did. So Matt Riddle does win, uh, but this makes John Morrison look extremely strong, even though John Morrison is originally on the main roster. Uh, these two absolutely went all out in this match and quite possibly the match of the night for SmackDown. There is a few other nice matches or rather another nice match uh, that I liked as well, but we shall get into that when it gets there. But this match was absolutely epic. Five stars for sure. I just was a little disappointed in the ending. After the match, however, AJ Styles does interfere or does uh, try to ambush uh, Matt Riddle. However, Drew Gulak comes out and helps Matt Riddle in that regard. They end up going to commercial break, but we then find out that it's going to be AJ Styles versus Drew Gulak for the IC Championship in what should be another fantastic match. Before we do get to that match, though... Baron Corbin is seen backstage with the Miz and Morrison and uh, is saying that although he may not be able to feel, Matt Riddle may not be able to feel his feet, he is going to get his legs cut off uh, of his career. And, you know, John Morrison and uh, the Miz just always playing into instigating. Good, good, good joke, King. Good joke. Like, it was hilarious. I think these three should have a stable of some kind. Um, it would just be ultimate jokes. I do wish uh, it would be a different thing beside from the king i think the king uh is getting a uh, king gimmick is getting a little old however it's still kind of working so it is what it is baron corbin like him or hate him he is still a great heel and that is most likely why he does his job really well um but i think maybe the king gimmick is getting a little old I, we've had it for like what a year and a half now maybe it's only been a year not sure but uh i'm getting kind of tired of it match two we got aj styles versus drew gulag for the intercontinental championship and you know another great great match uh this i would probably give 4.6 out of 5 uh don't know if it was necessary eh, you know what 4.2 out of 5 on this one uh great match it was a lot of back and forth uh i really enjoyed drew gulag's like body slam kind of thing i think it was a minoku a minoku 
a Minoka Joe true driver. I cannot pronounce that. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I really like that body slam that he did. That was kind of like a body slam towards the neck. It wasn't really a Minoka Joe driver. I cannot pronounce it. I'm going to stop trying to even pronounce it. Um, yeah, really great match. I really like that they interviewed uh, Daniel Bryan through Zoom kind of thing. That was a nice little neat little touch towards the match. Um, I doubt it was live, so it was probably pre-recorded uh, there. But it was still pretty cool to see them add a little something something there. Ultimately, though, Drew Gulak could not try, could not win the championship, and AJ Styles simply beat him with the Styles Clash and then propping him up to do the phenomenal forearm and still your intercontinental champion, AJ Styles. I do want to note his ASAP shirt, AJ Styles Simply Phenomenal, looks really awesome, and I might or might not get it. Um, it's apparently on sale now. It's like $15 cheaper, but we shall see what happens there. But that is your uh, champion, AJ Styles. Really great match. Uh, really enjoyed this match as well. I think the Matt Riddle match was a little bit better, but this was more technically sound too. Um, but it still gets a 4.2 out of 5 on uh, In My Eyes there. So next up, we got the role models. Who are the role models, you ask? Well, this is Sasha Banks and Bailey, and that is their name. And wow, what a lame, lame name. I think I would have just rather the Boston Hug Connection, as lame as that was. I feel like that might have been better than the role models. But either way, they are up next, and they will be talking and they basically go uh, into the ring and they basically mention that they <coughs> should get a lot more respect than they do get because they have been beating everybody uh, aside in NXT, but they didn't want to talk about it. So they didn't, but they are Sasha Three Shows and Bailey Three Brands. I like it. I like it. I thought it was cool. Um, you know, although I don't like Bailey as the woman's champion and I think she's kind of lame, she certainly have got... She certainly got into her heel style and is using the mic a little bit more. And I'm kind of forgetting about the good Bailey, the hug, the the hug Bailey and all that. So I kind of like it. She just kind of she just feels very white trash to me for some reason, though. Uh, but I guess that's the heel character. Well, not that she's white trash, but the heel character of her being obnoxious and so on. So I, it works in that regard. So Bailey really gets into her own and she starts saying that someone uh, called her last night on her personal cell phone and was The Undertaker and she started making fun of The Undertaker using The Undertaker's voice saying that they deserve more respect and so on and so forth and that, you know, the WWE should attribute a tribute special to them. Uh, and then Bailey goes on to, you know, joking that, well, now that The Undertaker is out of here, you know, gone, uh, you know what, who are we not to respect The Undertaker's wishes and uh, do that tribute video? But instead of waiting for Extreme Rules, they are going to show it to you tonight on Let's Smack It Down. 
So yeah, they show the video package and it's basically just, you know, them uh, praising each other and so on and so forth, saying that they're better than everyone else. Uh, the one thing I can remember is that Sasha says that the closest anyone can come to a Grand Slam like Bailey's is uh, having a dinner at Del uh, Denny's as they won't ever get to feel what a Grand Slam champion is being like, aside from a breakfast at Denny's, which, mind you, is pretty freaking awesome. So, um, yeah, but that's it. And then they start gloating. They start thanking each other in the ring. And then out comes Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So, Nikki Cross and uh, Alexa Bliss end up coming out and mocking Bailey and Sasha and so on. They get into the ring and they just start to uh basically say that uh you know they'll when given a chance they'll be able to knock them out and so on and then in a twist of turns sasha banks uh ends up putting uh ends up putting uh geez i can't talk today ends up putting bailey two belts there we go ends up putting bailey two belts into a match with alexa bliss to give them a little taste of what would happen for extreme rules so twist usually it's bailey always pushing for them oh yeah well you know what sasha's gonna face you now the ties have turned could this possibly would be where they split doubt it because they've just tease it tease it and then nothing happens so this seems to be something they're doing which i don't know i kind of don't mind it anymore i don't know what to think but that's what's gonna happen it's gonna be alexa bliss versus bailey and yeah, you know, the match was all right. Nothing crazy. Um, uh, so we're going to see Nikki Cross versus uh, Bailey though, for the championships, it seems. I don't feel like they announced it, but that's what they're leading to, and that should be a pretty decent match there. So I believe that means Bailey's facing twice at Extreme Rules. Unless I got something confused, but I guess that would make sense since she has two championships. Nice little note. Um... Alexa Bliss is actually coming out with a podcast called Uncool, where she's going to be talking about WWE superstars as well as some celebrities. And uh, yeah, so that should be pretty interesting. She mentioned it on Fox, and they also mentioned it tonight on SmackDown too. So it should be releasing sometime at the end of July or August. Um, so basically, she's going to talk about she's going to talk with celebrities, interview celebrities and stars of times in their life where it was kind of you know uncool things happened if you will pretty cool so we'll certainly see what happens there really interested in that and alexa bliss also mentions that she actually interviewed two of her crushes who one was a member of nsync and the other was a member of hansen no idea why you'd have a crush on a member of hansen they i guess she digs the long hair so uh but there's no one with long hair on you know she doesn't have a she doesn't have a a type she likes everybody but uh, i definitely get anyone in nsync the bunch of girls had crushes anywho i uh, i'll digress and basically yeah so she interviews them who were her crushes so that should be interesting and uh we'll definitely look out uh we'll post the links uh below of her podcast as well uh whenever that does release so next up they show a video package of bray wyatt versus braun Strowman. gonna be at extreme rules now we know it's gonna be a wyatt swamp fight which of course we don't know what's kind of going on i imagine it's gonna be similar to somewhat of what a boneyard match is uh only with a swamp 
a pond kind of there somewhere. So yeah, we will see what happens. I'm kind of excited for it. Kind of pointless package. It was it was done really well. I guess anything was better than Braun Strowman's uh, Braun Strowman's little message last week. Thought it was really weird. So there was that. Then we had Shinsuke Nakamura take on Kofi Kingston with Big E and Cesaro being in out the outside of the ring. This match was pretty decent to say the least. Everyone kind of got a little bit involved, of course. Uh, but Shinsuke does end up taking the win with the Kinshasa. And this match was uh, decent enough. It was probably the worst match of the night which honestly isn't a bad thing because both of those other matches were pretty spot on and thoroughly entertaining but shinsuke does end up taking the win here i give the match a three out of five so to end SmackDown, we got the toast to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes out to the ring, and we see that there is a bunch of booze displayed on a table, and Jeff Hardy's wondering what's kind of going on. Sheamus then shows up on the Titantron, says that he wants to give Jeff Hardy his space, he knows how he is, and that he realized, uh, Sheamus mentions, then he goes to say that, you know what, he realized that he should be his old Jeff Hardy back uh, because Jeff Hardy thinks that, you know, he got one up on him last week with The Undertaker and so on, and that he was just a better person when he was a drunk, starts making fun of him, does some kind of... Um, does some kind of poetry uh, by basically just end up calling him a junkie. The... Seamus's personal um, waiter is bartender is there starts holding a drink to Jeff Hardy's face Jeff Hardy then takes the drink looks like he's about to take it says cheers to everyone but then just pours it right onto the bartender and then takes a bottle and slams it on the bartender's face then Jeff Hardy does a swanton bomb on him to end the show I don't know why they chose this to end the show, to be honest with you. I don't know why they're continuing this feud. It's not going to lead anywhere. I don't think anyone cares. Um, I do get the message that they're trying to show that, you know, someone who's dealing with uh, being sober now and so on after being a junkie for all those years, I do get that message. But ultimately, um, you might also indirectly be promoting it as well uh i don't know i i just think it's it's kind of pointless at this point there is no point in this storyline i don't think anyone really cares and honestly this was the lowest point of smackdown i don't even know why they did it but that is that and that ends SmackDown. This is the worst segment of SmackDown. Everything else, though, was pretty awesome, pretty good. SmackDown, as a as a score, I would have to give it um, a 4.2 out of 5. It was a decent SmackDown, to say the least. I certainly had no troubles with it at all. Uh, all the matches were spot on. The majority of the segments were good, aside from this one. 
you know, and maybe the whole Toast to Jeff Hardy segment that they promoted, they probably shouldn't have because the overnight ratings weren't all that great to begin with as well as this apparently is the lowest ratings for SmackDown in quite some time. So Friday Night SmackDown's overnight ratings drew an average of 1.77 million viewers in the overnight ratings. Um, the Basically, Hour 1 drew 1.79, while Hour 2 drew 1.75. Um, SmackDown also drew a rating of 0.4 rating in the 18-49 to 49 demographic, which was... Uh, which was tied for number two for the night with The Wall and Shark Tank. Uh, Dateline was at the top with an 0.5. Wonder what Dateline was about. Kind of curious now. Um, if the numbers hold up, it would be down 18.3% in viewership from last Friday night SmackDown, which drew an average of 217 a million viewers and a 0.5 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic. So uh, clearly not everyone's liking the Seamus Jeff Hardy because that was promoted uh, on, last <clears throat> on last week's show of what was going to happen. Keep in mind, though, also the AJ Styles Drew Gulak show uh, match rather was also promoted, which was a phenomenal match. But honestly... Uh, uh, who knows why the ratings were the ratings it is also friday too it is also july 4th the next day people were celebrating also people although i think trump's thing was later on in the night it was after smackdown um but who knows plenty of people were probably celebrating uh the july 4th festivities too so that possibly could be it so I actually did just double check. So last year's SmackDown uh, around July 4th, it was actually on July 2nd of SmackDown. It drew a 1.89. Um, so it was a little bit higher. Nothing crazy. This, of course, though, was on the USA Network. And it was actually number one for cable at the night on the 18 to 49 demographic. And it drew a 0.56 rating in the 18 to 49. Um, this, um, so basically at least 0.56% of people, total people watch the show. Anyways, I don't want to bore you with all the little stats there. Um, so it was higher last year essentially, but it was also on a different network. However, Fox is a more popular network, though, technically. So, yeah, not looking good for them, at least this year. And also, it's a pandemic and all that. So, there's a lot of things to uh, counter this year, for sure. But, you know, it is what it is. All in all, it was a pretty decent show, though. Definitely can't complain. And as overall rating, I give it a 4.2 out of 5. That is my final verdict. Um... And yeah, that's pretty much it. So that's your SmackDown. Look forward to uh, basically FBI on Sunday as that should be uh, some good times there as well. And that is it, guys. That is all. Thank you for listening. I am your boy, Justin JLB. You can find me at JLB420 on Twitter. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8, anchor.fm slash RTR. Of course, you can follow us at Raw and Order WBU on Twitter for all the wrestling needs. Comment, like, share, subscribe this episode or any other episode just to, if you like what you hear, just to give us a little notoriety in that regard 
and yeah that's pretty much it you can order some of our as sh- uh, you can order some of our shirts at um, shop.spreadshirt.com slash dub raw and order wbu you can find all of that in the doobly doos which is one of our shirts and we get it we are not a cop which is also one of our shirts um but we are wrestling cops and we will be always doing our final verdicts with the snap judgments and i hope you did enjoy it so that is all guys once again ciao for now